evacuated out safely. In a tweet, Ray thanked first responders and said, these are the days we all have to be grateful for what we have, not what we've lost. Lisa G, NBC News Radio, New York. Living through a pandemic something we're learning day by day, and that includes how to handle ourselves in public, like how exactly should we tell someone they're just too close behind us at the grocery store. Etiquette expert Diane Gottsman says it's all about the tone of your voice. You can say, you know, I'm going to back up a little bit. Would you mind doing the same? I'm, you know, I'm just really taking this social distancing. As for what to do with anyone unwilling to wear a mask in public, the head of the Protocol School of Texas says just ignore it. It's not worth the fight. Instead, focus on yourself. Lisa Taylor, NBC News Radio. Now, sky scan weather for the RVA from 1029. The Mater for tonight, mostly clear skies, lows, low 70s. Tuesday, slight chance of showers in the midday, maybe an afternoon thunderstorm passing through as well. 40% chance of precipitation, otherwise a mostly sunny day. Temperatures low 90s. Chance of showers and thunderstorms into Tuesday night at 30%. Lows going to drop to the low 70s. From the Mater Weather Center in the center of the universe, this is Joe Gardner. The Mater presents In the Red Zone with Rob Witham. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by Massey, Wood, and West and by the Sports Page Grill in downtown Ashland. Pleasant good evening, everyone. Rob with them here live in the studios of 1029 The Mater. Thanks for joining us in the Red Zone. Uh, we need to give you a bit of breaking news that you may have seen across social media over the last 15 minutes or so. Well, one of the reasons why it didn't even hit NBC News at our top of the hour yet. Um, and there is a report that during President Trump's daily briefing, uh, he was abruptly taken out of the room. Um, this is this is now we know what happened. Apparently, there were shots fired just outside the White House by the Secret Service. Uh, whoever they were looking for or targeting was uh, injured and taken to the hospital. And the president has since a few minutes ago returned to the briefing room, uh, I guess ostensibly to finish um, the press conference. The White House was briefly on lockdown so again uh the shooting was outside the white house it was the secret service um against someone we don't know the details of what may have happened out there uh you know if the the victim was taken to the hospital in custody or any of that information but uh in case you had seen a few things fly across your facebook or twitter or instagram feed that apparently is what is broken only in the last 20 minutes up in D.C., uh, you know, we had the earthquake on the North Carolina-Virginia border early yesterday morning, 5.1, largest earthquake in the state of North Carolina since 1916, uh, volcano eruption in Indonesia over the last 24 hours. Uh, it's 2020. What can I tell you? This has just been a, a crazy year, and, of course, we all went through uh, Eosis, uh or Isaesis, 
Yeah, see, Calvin, I always try to get that right, and most of the time I do, and then when I'm live on the air, I always get it wrong the first time, but had, had a, a really a rough go of that one simply because most tropical storms don't spawn as many tornadoes as this one did, and they and they also are a little bit more powerful. I've seen hurricanes come ashore and come, you know, relatively through our region and not produce uh, the types of tornadoes, maybe more tornadoes, but usually the ones you get in a... Um, in a hurricane or tropical storm or kind of the spin-up variety, EF0 or EF1s, and we were getting EF2s and 3s all the way up the East Coast. So uh, it's it's been a rough stretch here the last several days, and I don't know about you guys, but um, I've had enough rain at my house uh, for the rest of 2020, I think, uh, with one storm that sat over us last evening about 6 o'clock or so, and then another storm that sat over us uh, this afternoon, about 1 o'clock or so, and it looks like a lot more weather still to come. All right, who's in, who's out? Let's get caught up in the world of Division One college football as we kick things off tonight in the red zone. Just in from Charlottesville, UVA's athletic department announcing uh, that there were no new positive test results for COVID-19 of all the student-athletes that have been tested in the latest round there as the football team and others try to get ready for whatever semblance of a 2020 season that that they may have. Uh, In the last hour or so, news has broke that the Mountain West Conference has suspended and they will not be playing football this fall. Uh, The Power Five conferences at this hour are still planning to play. There were some reports um, on social media earlier today uh, that Big Ten presidents had voted to not play football in 2020. And the Big Ten came out and said, no, that's not true. We did have a meeting and a conference virtually, and we're still discussing it. Uh, But no official decision has been made. Um, Really right now, all eyes are on the Power Five conferences because as of this hour, uh, all five have still got some sort of plans to play. But the group of five conferences below them are falling. The MAC, the Mid-American Conference, announced over the weekend that they're going to try to do a spring season. Uh, And the Mountain West Conference, let me see if I can bring up that information courtesy of, yeah, Brett McMurphy over at Stadium. He says Mountain West cancels fall football season because of COVID player health and safety concerns. League will consider playing in the spring. So the Mountain West and the MAC now not playing football this fall uh, in Division One. Of course, Division Two is is done. Division Three obviously is done. Division Three a few days ago announcing that all fall sports championships have been canceled so national titles in football and field hockey men's and women's soccer uh, women's volleyball they will not happen uh, simply because the majority if not almost everybody now at the division three level including the old dominion athletic conference has said no to the fall but hope to get back up and running on january 1st and that brings us to our guest tonight and coming up after our timeout, we'll sit down and chat with Head coach Pedro Arruza. He is usually an early August staple guest here on In the Red Zone, but it's normally over at Sports Page Grill Ashland, and we're normally talking about the kids getting ready to come back in 
and the new season about to begin. It was set to start September 5th. It will not happen this fall. Maybe we'll get football in the spring. We'll get the latest on what's been happening with the program and how Coach and his staff has been handling everything from his current student-athletes to how it's affect recruiting and much more. Coach Arusa joins us live on the other side of this timeout. Thanks for being with us tonight live on the Mater and live on the RBA Sports Network. You are in the Red Zone. In the Red Zone. We'll take a short time out. We'll be right back. So stay tuned to the Mater. There's never been a more important time to make sure the air in your home is clean as well as comfortable. Massey Wood and West, serving Virginia since 1923, is ready to help. Massey Wood and West offers quality cleaning services for your HVAC units and can make sure it's ready for the heat of the summer to come. Massey Wood and West proudly offers Rheem heating and cooling systems. And if it's time to replace that HVAC unit, now is the perfect time to do so. The friendly staff at Massey Wood and West always looks out for your well-being and is working under all CDC guidelines. Need a new duct system? Massey Wood and West can handle that too. Plus, Massey Wood and West is proud to offer Ream water heaters. So call 355-1721. Ask for Doug or Al. They'll be glad to help you get ready. 355-1721. Massey Wood and West. Online at MasseyWoodandWest.com. That's MasseyWoodandWest.com. When you need printing, you usually need it yesterday. We Think in Ink can't work that quickly, but close. Let Chuck Stoudemire and the folks at We Think in Ink take your printing project and help make your message stand out. We Think in Ink offers quick turnaround and printing you'll be proud to use. Visit We Think in Ink in Ashland right next to the post office at 305 England Street. Let them suggest ideas for your business cards, letterhead, brochures, or business forms. We Think in Ink in Ashland. Non-attorney paid spokesperson. Could your house go into foreclosure? Are you behind on your mortgage payments? Does it seem like the bank has no interest in helping you save your home and you feel like you have nowhere to turn for help? Then we have good news for you. Foreclosure Protection Services can help save your home as they specialize in foreclosure assistance. That's all they do. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, or been the victim of a predatory loan, it's critical that you call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-600-9969. Their network of attorneys and their agents are available to speak to you now. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, Foreclosure Protection Services can help stop the foreclosure process. Call today before it's too late. New laws are in effect that may save your home. Call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-600-9969. 800-600-9969. That's 800-600-9969. of the Mater at 612 on this Monday evening. Hi, friends. Rob with them with you. Later in the hour, we'll be discussing the uh, the science of sorts of the bubble and, and talk about some of the reasons why the NBA and the NHL and the WNBA are seemingly proceeding uh, very well with trying to finish up their 2019-2020 campaigns and the absolute latest news and there's more news milling around here uh, that we'll get to before our hour is through tonight but I want to sit down now and have a conversation with one of my favorite guests here on In the Red Zone I just wish it was under totally different and regularly normal circumstances uh, he came to Randolph-Macon College became head coach for the 2004 season uh, has been there ever since uh, they ha have captured two of the last four ODAC championships in 2016 
and in 2018, and we're still hoping, fingers crossed, that maybe we'll be able to get some sort of 2020 season done come spring of 2021. Randolph Macon head football coach Pedro Arusa joining us live here on In the Red Zone. Coach, it is great to have you with us and great to finally get a chance to talk to you. First of all, how are you and your family? Doing well. Can you hear me okay? Yes, sir. I can hear you fine. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah I can. Great. I can. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a good summer. It's been busy. We've, uh, we've done what we can do given the circumstances and just trying to, tr- trying to press forward. Can you take me back, Coach, to that week in March, uh, March 11th specifically, uh, that Wednesday night, I'm on campus doing a lacrosse game online for the college, and uh, the basketball team's getting ready for their round of 16 game, and then within 24 hours, everything seems to just kind of disintegrate. You're sitting there watching this all unfold, and obviously, uh, as a coach, you're having a lot of, of empathy and concern for the fellow coaches that are going through it immediately. Uh, is there any way in March to know, you know, how long did it take for you to think to yourself, how is this going to affect us come September? Yeah, I mean, I guess a lot of thoughts went through my head at that time. And, you know, obviously you felt really bad for some of the teams that, that had to, you know, stop in the middle of a postseason run. And, you know, obviously you had teams like baseball and, and men's lacrosse who were having a really, really good uh, spring seasons, and they had to put their seasons to, to a halt. And, you know, at no point, Rob, did I imagine that we would be where, where we are right now, you know, especially as fast as things happen, you know, because I I know that, uh, you know, there was a lot of talk about <clears throat> what was going on in China with the virus, and, you know, people were talking about the potential threat here, and, you know, then all of a sudden it just kind of spiraled, and, you know, we we canceled our sports, you know, and, uh, you know, I I had a feeling back then that it was going to affect the fall, but, you know, you, you try to be as positive as you can be, and, you know, you realize that these things are really out of your control, and, you know, I, I was obviously hoping that, uh, you know, we would have this thing under control by now, but uh, I think as things progressed throughout the summer, it, it kind of became apparent that, you know, we weren't going to have a, uh, a season, so you just kind of have to deal with the the hand that you're dealt and you know we're trying to focus on the positives and trying to move forward and and prepare as best we can for whatever comes next march april may coach what's the way that you and your staff handle those who will be returning Uh, obviously you're blessed in the fact that your senior class they were able to have their season as opposed to some of the programs you were just talking about a moment ago uh, but as things progressed to the end of the spring semester, how did you approach your student athletes who were coming back, and how did you approach the incoming freshmen for this fall? Well, I mean, I think there's a lot of a lot of things that have happened since uh, March. You know, so at the time that all of this unfolded, we were on campus. We were, you know, preparing for our spring season. We were, you know, lifting weights. We were training. You know, we were preparing to. Uh, go on spring break i think we had two weeks left before we you know went on spring break and then we were going to start spring ball and so i think that you know when our guys were sent home initially it was only a temporary thing and we we weren't sure when they would be back and uh so we gave them workouts to do at home and you know we kept kept up with them over zoom you know kept up with our our player meetings and i met with every class once a week you know, pretty much through the entire spring. You know, that, that's 
started in March and, you know, continued through April and May. And then throughout the summer, we've, we've probably averaged about a meeting every, uh, every week and a half, mm-hmm. but we've had a lot of communication with the guys. We've tried to stay as positive as we can. And, you know, there, there's still a lot of work to be done. You know, we're still recruiting. We're, we're, it's obviously looking a lot different in recruiting than it used to look. You know, we, we can't have the, the same amount of numbers on campus that we, we once used to be able to have. And so we have to be a little bit more strategic and a little bit more, uh, you know, methodical about some of the things that we do. And, you know, we have to have a lot more uh, recruiting days to be able to accommodate the number of people that we have to have at one time, which is not very many. But, uh, you know, we've we pressed on. It's been a really busy summer. I know a lot of people have wondered what a coach could possibly do when uh, you're in the middle of a pandemic. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, been a, it's been a lot. And uh, it's been, uh, you know, it, I don't know how to really describe it. You know, you, you just, you know that the situation is what the situation is. And, you know, I guess you have a couple of choices, right? You can either complain about things that, you really have no no control over or you can just deal deal with the situation and make make the best of it you know i told our players you have to you have to take a long view of it in the sense that you know it's going to be over at some point or at least you hope it's going to be over at some point and that eventually we'll get back to normal but you also have to take a short view of it and take it day by day and get up every morning and you know, whatever you have in front of you for that particular day, you've got to do the best that you can and and make the most of every day. So, you know, I, I think our kids have been pretty pretty upbeat and pretty optimistic throughout this whole thing. I think some of them are very disappointed. We have guys that are graduating in uh, December that mm-hmm. even if we were to have a season in the spring would not be able to participate in the spring season. So that, that part's been disappointed. But... Uh, you know, overall, we're staying positive and, and trying to make the best out of a, a tough situation. Head coach Pedro Ruza, Randolph-Macon College Football with us here live on the Mater in the Red Zone. Coach, as summer progressed, um, when, when did the rumblings begin about possible changes? I know at one time in early July, the ODAC announced they wanted to play fall sports, and they set September 11th as an opening day of sorts for all sports to begin actually competing. And at that time, it looked like, well, maybe there'll be an abbreviated season. Uh, obviously, that knocked out your original September 5th opener. But there was hopes that you could, you know, maybe play a conference-only schedule or, or whatever the case may be. Uh, how, how much were you be were you able to be kind of a part of this process, or uh, just kind of take take me through the whole process of how all of that occurred and and how you responded and helped your coaching staff through it? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that. You know, first of all, the coaches are really not a part of this process. I mean, this is, these are decisions that are being made, you know, way way above our pay grade. So, you know, you're hopeful, you're optimistic, you know, you're having these meetings with your players and, you know, you're trying to be encouraging and you're trying to be hopeful because, you know, that's what you should do in a situation like this, right? But you also have to be realistic and, you know, you have to level with the players and I think that, you know, you can be positive and, and you can be hopeful uh, without necessarily, you know, being dishonest. And I think that we, we try to be very, very honest with the players from the start. And I've, I've remained, you know, that way to this, uh, to this day. You know, I mean, parents and players ask me every day, Coach, 
when are we going to play football again? What's the fall going to look like? And the answer is, I really don't know. You know, so you try to be as transparent and as honest as, as you can be, and you, you have to realize that, you know, when you ask me, you know, how much I weighed in on any of these decisions, I, I didn't weigh in on any of them. You know, I had really no say in what what we were doing, and you know, I'm not saying that I should have had a say in it, but, uh, you know, for me it's just been, you know, I, when I get the information, I try to convey that to the players, and I try to communicate it to them and, and make sure that, you know, they understand what it means for them long term. And so, you know, again, just trying to trying to stay as positive as we can uh, can stay. And I do think there's a light at the end of the tunnel. But, Robert, you know, you, you want me to be completely frank. I, I knew that as, until the social, you know, optics of this, you know, changed, that we would probably not be able to pull off a successful football season. So as much as I wanted to play and uh, as much as I think our players wanted to play and as much as I think that we could have kept them safe, you know, at least that's my, you know, my thought, you know, I knew that as long as the optics were what the optics are, that, you know, we were not going to be able to, to move forward. So, you know, no, no finger pointing here. It's the, it is the situation that it is, and you know the kids still have a great opportunity to get back on campus and get a tremendous education at a tremendous school. And uh, we have an opportunity to be together. It's not going to look exactly like it's looked in the past, but I think we'll have opportunities to improve and get better. And uh, you know we're going to take advantage of every one of those opportunities that we can take advantage of. So, so, Coach, explain to us, with the ruling by the ODAC in terms of fall sports suspension, is there any type of activity that is currently allowed when the student-athletes are back here on campus in Ashland? Yeah, so what we're allowed to do, Rob, is, you know, first of all, we have to operate, you know, according to the whatever guidelines the state and the CDC have set forth and, you know, whatever the medical people tell us to do. So. You know, we've been uh, given by the NCAA 114 days between the fall and the spring that we can use, you know, I say in any way that we want. We can really use those days for athletic rela athletically related activities. So if we wanted to practice, you know, for 100 days in the fall, you know, I guess, I guess we could do that, but then we would have 14 days, you know, left for the spring. So it does give us some latitude. It gives us some flexibility. You know, obviously we have to get this uh, <clears throat> situation with the virus under control and, you know, we're going to have to social distance and we're going to have to work in small groups and, you know, we're going to have to be somewhat limited when we when we start out. But I think that, you know, we can keep our guys safe and, and do it in a uh, in a very productive way and, and really, really get better this fall. So, you know, it's 114 days, how those 114 days look. You know, I have to wait for direction from the people above me. Mm -hmm. And uh, when we get that direction, we'll, we'll have a good plan. I have in the back of my mind a, a plan that I have, you know, talked about with our coaches. And, uh, you know, I have some ideas about how we would utilize that time. But, uh, yeah, I think it can still be a very productive fall. You know, we're going to be able to lift weights. We're going to be able to uh, train our guys and run and you know, do a little bit of uh, speed work and change of direction and hopefully eventually, you know, move into uh, some football-specific stuff. So 
I'm excited about having the guys back on campus. I've, you know, haven't seen a lot of these guys since uh, March when they left campus. And, you know, obviously my favorite part of the job is being able to work with the players and being around the players. That's where I get my, uh, my greatest uh, joy from. And, uh, you know, not being around the players has been, it's been hard. I know they've, they've wanted to be around each other and really haven't been able to do that. And, uh, you know, if people ask me what, what's been the hardest thing about this, it's, it's not not being able to play football. It's not being able to be around the players, not being able to meet with them, not being able to, to coach them, um, not being able to, you know, build relationships with them. I mean, you're doing that over the phone. You're doing that over Zoom, and you're doing that, you know, over uh, over FaceTime and, and different uh things like that but it's just not the same as being in person so i i miss the guys i really miss the guys uh, i can totally understand that no doubt about it and and coach i think one of the the major things about that 114 days you were just talking about is the fact from uh, from a physical standpoint great to have them together you have to use social distancing you can get in the weight room etc there are activities that you can do but from a psychological standpoint, it's going to help you, the coaching staff, and especially the student athletes to at least have some sort of physical connectivity. Will it not? Yeah, absolutely, Rod. I, uh, Rob, I mean, I think that's been my, my contention since the start. I mean, I, I understand mitigating risk, and I understand that, you know, there, there's a seriousness about this uh, virus, but I think people have to understand that there's a seriousness about you know kids getting way way behind in their education and i'm not talking about our kids i'm talking about you know elementary school age kids who are, who are living in in pretty bad situations mm -hmm. and it's not good for their mental health to you know be sitting in their houses all the time and you know like like i've said on many occasions i have a healthy respect for you know the virus but uh and i'm gonna take whatever measures i need to take to mitigate the risk but i'm not going to live my life in fear and there's a uh, you know there's you're making you're making a decision here based on some some different factors that mm -hmm. you know i think these kids have been holed up in their houses for for months and that's not a positive thing either they need to get around people they need to have social interaction they need to be with their friends <clears throat> they need to be out exercising and uh you know when I was in school, school or a school-age kid, school was the best part of my uh, my day. I looked forward to going to school, looked forward to hanging around my buddies. I looked forward to seeing my coaches. I looked forward to, to learning, and uh, you know, I think that's that's something that we have to weigh in all of this. Coach, can you remember the last autumn? where you were not on a football field in some sort of game fashion, be it a coach or a player? Yeah, I was actually talking to one of our players about this today. I think that it was uh, 1986 was the last time that I was not uh, on a football field in the fall. So Wow. Yep, 1985 or 86. I'd have to go back and, and calculate it exactly, you know, but uh, – yeah, right. it's been a long time. It's, it's been a long time. I'm I'm a little bit I'm bummed out about it. You know, I'm I'm really bummed out about it. I I love football and I love you know being around the players and I I love football season. It's my favorite time of the year. And uh, my family loves football season. I know the guys on our team love it. But you know we're gonna come out of this thing uh, you know better. We have to, right? So. 
That's exactly got right. No, no other choice. That's exactly right. No other choice indeed. Now, some people don't realize uh, how much of a voracious reader you are, Coach Aruza. And I normally get a chance to ask you, and it's normally I am, uh, during a break or whatnot, about uh, some of your book choices over the, over the break when you do get a little bit of time. Uh, what, what's been new to your library here in, in the last several months? Well, you know, I, I'll tell you, at the beginning of this, surprisingly, I, I probably read less than I normally do. You know, I mean, you would think that you would have all this time to, to read, but I, mean, I felt like all I, I was doing was Zoom meetings all the time. But, uh, <laughs> you know, over the summer, I, I've had a little bit more time to, you know, spend some time, uh, you know, reading and, and reflecting. And, you know, the guy that I really have a, a ton of respect for is uh, Stephen Covey. Stephen Covey's no longer alive. He's the guy that, you know, the, the most famous book that he wrote is The Seven Habits of highly successful people Mm -hmm. but uh he he has uh you know written some really really good stuff and what i what i've tried to do is just go back and and look at that in in greater detail and really study some of the stuff that that he's written and so that that's been been something that i've spent a lot of time time on the summer Uh, there's another guy that i really really like uh patrick lencioni and I've I've spent a lot of time listening to some of his uh, podcasts and just going back to some to some of the books that that I've read before that that he's written and uh, yeah I go back every year and there, there's a book by James Kerr about the New New Zealand All Blacks legacy that I uh, that I love so you know for for a few months there what I was doing is uh, every morning I would get up and I would. Uh, share a quote or a paragraph out of something that I was reading. So started out in, uh, in April with a book of Proverbs in the Old Testament by uh, Solomon. So mm-hmm. I would take a quote out of the book of Proverbs. There are 31 books in the uh, book of Proverbs. So I would take a, a different proverb every day and kind of expound on it and send that to the guys via a group text. And then uh, we, we moved on from that. There's 31 chapters in Tony Dungy's book, Uncommon. Mm. So we... Uh, we went through that during the uh, the month of May, and then in June, I went through uh, Legacy, and uh, that that's one of the best books on culture that that I think I've ever uh, read. It's one of my one of my favorites, and uh, you know I, I love that book. And so those are those are some of the things. There's another book by uh, James Clear, Atomic Habits, that is is uh, been uh, awesome. I, I went back and reread uh, Angela. Duckworth's book grit so yeah I, I've done a little bit of reading and I've, I've tried to really dive in deep and I, I know I spent a lot of time Rob re reevaluating and and uh, looking at the things that that we were doing in our strength and conditioning program and mm-hmm. talking to different coaches across the uh, the country that you know are, are way more knowledgeable about strength and conditioning than I am and I, I think I learned a lot and I, I was able to make some adjustments in our in our program that I think are really going to help us, you know, over the course of time. And I I've I've learned a lot and I've really just tried to to use this time to to get better, you know, to try to take some of those uh yeah, I, I haven't necessarily had the time to communicate with some of these coaches because they've been busy and I I'm, I'm busy and you know, what I found over this uh quarantine is that guys were a little bit more accessible and a little bit more willing to you know, to talk to you. So, you know, when you email a guy, he's a little bit more willing to sit down and maybe spend an hour with you on the phone. So it's, uh, it's been good from that standpoint, you know? So yeah, I think I've learned a lot and I think, uh, 
I, I hope I've improved as a coach and, and that I've improved my knowledge over this time. Coach, it seems like I can remember an elementary school teacher right now in the back of my head saying, make sure you use your time wisely. It sounds like that you have been very successful in that over the last few months. Let me get one question in before I let you go. And, and that, yeah. that is, you know, the success that this program has seen here in the last several years. Uh, you know, 2016 ODAC championship, 2018 ODAC championship, the win in the first round of the NCAAs, and falling just short of making it three out of four up at Bridgewater last November. And now everything comes to a screeching halt through circumstances we could never foresee uh, and are unprecedented for all of us who are experiencing it right now. Um, what is the state, in your mind, of Randolph making college football? Well, you know, I, Rob, this is how I, I always tend to look at things, okay? So, you know, I'll give you a, probably a longer answer than what you're looking for. but No problem. You, know, you asked me about what, I, what I've done with my, with my time here over the last uh, several months, and I think that, you know, I've tried to use that time to, to self-reflect and, you know, become, become a better husband and, you know, become a better dad to my kids and, and to become a better coach and to become a better, you know, quarterback coach and a better – you know, strength coach and to become a better, you know, manager, leader of our program. And so, you know, when you ask me about the, uh, the state of our program, I feel like everything that we do, okay, we, we try to reevaluate every single year, okay? And, you know, I have a passion for, for learning. I, it's one of the things that I love about, you know, being a college football coach. It's one of the things I love about reading. It's one of the things I love about you know the the profession that I'm in is that there are so many opportunities to to learn and to improve to to become a better leader to become a better you know teacher to become a better coach become a better you know mentor to the young guys that that I'm around and so what I would say about this uh, upcoming period and what I would say about the time that we've had over the last several months is you know we we have tried to use it and we're going to continue to try to use it to get better and to try to learn as much as we can about, you know, how we can make the program better, how we can make each other better. And, uh, you know, that, that's what I've always had a passion for. And I think that that's what we will do, you know, coming out of this, you know, I mean, we, we went into this in a pretty good spot, but you know, we're, we're never going to get complacent. We're never going to feel like we've arrived. And, uh, so I, I think that, you know, coming out of this, I think we're going to hopefully be better at recruiting because we have been forced to reevaluate that process. And I hope we're going to be better at training our guys. And I hope we're going to be better, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, every aspect of our program. So that that's really my passion. That's kind of what keeps me, you know, going. And uh, that's what keeps me engaged is the fact that, you know, there are just so many different areas, Rob, where, I can improve and our program can improve and our players can improve and our other coaches can improve. And uh, we're constantly finding ways, you know, to do that. So this is just another challenge. Um, we're not the only ones that, that are dealing with, you know, COVID. We're not the only ones that are dealing with, you know, losing a, a, a sport and a passion that we love. You know, we're not the only ones that, that have to deal with uh, the challenges that we're facing now in recruiting. And so how we choose to respond to this, that, that space between what's happened and, you know, how we, uh, how we respond, I mean, we're, we're going to choose how to fill that space, you know, and I have personally chosen to, 
fill that space with you know a positive attitude and you know, to learn and grow as much as we can over the next few months and to come out better than we ever have before. So I'm I'm confident that the next time that this football team suits up and straps it up and puts on a helmet that you know we're going to be better than we've ever been and you know that's the goal that's the goal no doubt about it head coach pedro russo from randolph macon football coach always a pleasure to talk to you my friend stay safe keep in touch and thank you so much for being with us tonight I appreciate it, Rob. Have a uh, great night. Thank you, sir. You too. Yep. Take care. That's really the attitude, folks, all of us should have. To, to We've, we've got to continue to, and I know there's an old song that says accentuate the positive and, and eliminate the negative and don't mess with Mr. In-Between, and God knows there's a lot of Mr. In-Between right now that'll take you negative rather than keep you positive. Uh, so that, uh, truer words need not be spoken. You know, focus on the things that we can do to make ourselves better. And that's what Coach Aruz is doing personally and with his staff and with his team at Randolph-Macon. And uh, they hope that the time that's been invested in this unprecedented time when we get to the other side and we are back to football at Dayfield, uh, we'll see a program that has improved. And we'll see individuals whose lives are better even for, you know, the circumstances. This, this is one of those days where even though he, he was too young to go to war and he may have not remembered the lead up to it, but th- this is one of those days I really wish my dad was sitting across from me because I would love to pick his brain. He was born in 1932, um, so he was in elementary school through junior high, early high school uh, during World War II, and how life just came to a complete halt. Everything changed on the morning of December 7th, 1941, like everything changed for us in a different way, and I'm not trying to compare those two dates. I'm just saying that these two dates brought life as we knew it to a halt for totally different reasons. And uh, the, the second one being kind of March 11th and 12th of this year, you know, h- how does someone like a Ted Williams handle going from hitting 406 in 1941 to not being playing not being able to play baseball for the next four years i mean arguably ted williams could have been among the greatest home run hitters of all time had not several seasons been robbed from him uh, while he willingly and skillfully served in the armed forces during world war ii i would love to be able to pick the brains of those who understood the social upheaval and how to stay positive in those types of situations uh that lo- those lessons would um those lessons would definitely help those of us who have um, been through uncharted waters here in the last five months. And as always, love the attitude of Coach Arusa, And a big thanks to uh, him for being with us here tonight in the Red Zone. We will come back. There has been news breaking since our conversation with Coach Arusa. We'll get you completely caught up on what's going on in the world of college football. We'll tell you what's really true and what's been rumored and where we stand at this hour. And I also want to talk for a few minutes about the bubbles. The bubbles that have been taking place in Florida and in Canada, specifically relating to the NBA, the WNBA, and the NHL, and how so far they have circumnavigated the waters of COVID-19 pretty well, and lessons that the NFL could learn from what's happening positively there and negatively in Major League Baseball. All that coming up right after this timeout. You are in the red zone. We'll be back with more from the Red Zone after these messages. 
There's never been a more important time to make sure the air in your home is clean as well as comfortable. Massey Wood and West, serving Virginia since 1923, is ready to help. Massey Wood and West offers quality cleaning services for your HVAC units and can make sure it's ready for the heat of the summer to come. Massey Wood and West proudly offers Rheem heating and cooling systems. And if it's time to replace that HVAC unit, now is the perfect time to do so. The friendly staff at Massey Wood and West always looks out for your well-being and is working under all CDC guidelines. Need a new duct system? Massey Wood and West can handle that too. Plus, Massey Wood and West is proud to offer Ream water heaters. So call 355-1721. Ask for Doug or Al. They'll be glad to help you get ready. 355-1721. Massey Wood and West. Online at MasseyWoodandWest.com. That's MasseyWoodandWest.com. I can't get my computer to work. Let me help you with that. How'd you do that? I just got techie with Geeks On Site. Our geeks literally come on site. No need to stop what you're doing or block off time. We come to your home, office, or wherever you are. And we don't just fix whatever computer issues you might be having. We explain and teach you along the way so you can feel empowered and then help others at home or in your office. Better yet, don't have time for tech support to come to you? Let us remote into your desktop or laptop, and one of our geeks will instantly walk you through. We offer affordable prices on our remote services and IT support. You and those in your office will never have to wait hours to have your technical questions answered. Get your free computer diagnosis today with your very own geek. Get started now and we'll help you instantly. Call 877-801-0746. 877-801-0746. That's 877-801-0746. Capital One knows life doesn't alert you about your credit card. Hey, couch surfers, we've got nonstop tunes to keep you rocking while you work. Oh, and Colleen, yes, you Colleen with a K. Your free trial of Movie Plus ends tomorrow, and your card may be charged. Do you want to continue or cancel? So meet Eno, the Capital One assistant. Eno looks out for surprise charges, like when free trials expire, and helps if you need to fix them. Eno, another way Capital One is watching out for your money when you're not. Capital One, what's in your wallet? Limitations apply. Third floor study hall. First floor homeroom. My dining room table. Wherever school happens for you this year, Staples has everything from notebooks to sanitizer, laptops to face masks. Now at Staples, get 20% off your in-store purchase of hand sanitizer, masks, and other PPE products. Go to staples.com slash 20 off PPE for your coupon. In front of the TV. Ha, no chance, kiddo. Staples. Shop in-store or pick up curbside. Ends 822. In-store only. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Curbside available in most stores. So, Calvin, where's your classroom this fall? Your dining room table, maybe? Or I cannot tell you how happy I am not to have an 8-year-old and a 3-year-old right now. I, to those of you who are listening who are parents of school-age kids, God bless you. Uh, my, 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 my heart and my prayers are with you. I cannot imagine trying to make all of these um all of these decisions and how to do this and how to do that and make sure they're engaged and make sure that they're safe and make sure that they're learning and uh, it's just wow unreal and, and I, I think I'm thinking about all that coming out of the commercial you just heard there uh, just a couple of minutes ago and the fact that my daughter who works at an establishment a retail establishment here in the metro Richmond area that shall not be named um, says that desks are flying out the store and when I say that I'm not saying literally 
Uh, they don't take wings and fly, but she's packed a lot of them here <laughs> in the last week or two. All right, fans, we roll on here in the red zone again. Big thanks to head coach Pedro Russo for joining us tonight. Really always love to sit down and have a conversation with him. And that's going to be one of the things that I miss about the fall. Obviously, I'm, I'm going to miss you know, calling the action on Saturdays with Randolph Macon, calling the game of the week in, you know, high school on Fridays. But another thing that, that you guys don't know about that's part of my weekly uh, routine in the fall is that I always have a standing 11 a.m. Thursday appointment with Coach uh, to do the interviews for our pregame show uh, for Randolph Macon football. So I, I, and I look forward to that, to, to sit down with him, even if it's just for five or ten minutes and, you know, just kind of pick his brain and see how things are going and, and uh, get our pregame show up and loaded and ready to go. And, and uh, I'm going to miss that and hope that becomes part of my spring routine uh, come uh, March of uh, 2021. Okay, so college football Division Two, done. Division Three, done. Fall championships at the Division Three level nationally, there won't be any. So no national champions to be crowned, no stag bowl this year in football. Uh, there will not be cr- national champions crowned in men's or women's soccer, women's volleyball, field hockey. And uh, at the ODAC level, the next uh, day that there would be quote-unquote um, official activity uh, over and above what Coach Aruza was just telling you what they can do during this time that fall sports, the seasons have been suspended – uh, is going to be January 1, and for those of you sitting here thinking, okay, well, Rob, what about sports like basketball? Because they get started practice in October and should play in November. Yeah, they're on the they're on the shelf, too. They'll be able to do some of the things that Coach Aruza just described uh, that they can do with his football team. Uh, they'll be able to do with the basketball teams. Uh, but, you know, for example, for the new head coach, uh, Lindsey Burke, for women's basketball, you know, it's, it's, it's on hold. Her first game as head coach won't be in November. And it won't be in December. We're hoping it's in January, but we don't know at this particular point. It's going to, uh, again, uh, just like Coach Aruza said a few moments ago, you, you have to be honest. You want to be as positive as possible, but you can't do it and, and be dishonest at the same time and present a, a, a rosy picture that deep in your heart of hearts you don't believe is going to happen or isn't attainable. And so, you know, we look at this and go, will we, will we play college basketball in January in Ashland? And the answer right now is on August 10th, 2020, I don't know. Nobody knows. Uh, that's why it's important and imperative for all of us to do what we can. Uh, and I know it's hard and I know it's tiring and I know we're all tired of hearing terms like social distancing and wear a mask. And yeah, I, trust me, I, I, I get it. I hate having to wear a mask when I go into a store. I don't know how many times I've walked halfway to the front door and went, oh, forgot, went back to the car. And you've done that, too, I'm sure. Uh, but it's, it, it's you know, things that I want to keep me safe, obviously, but I want to keep everybody else safe, too. And if we all have that attitude and continue to help each other out, then it, we're going to be quicker back into whatever the new normal is on the other side of everything we're going through right now. OK, so uh, I'm not trying to preach to you, even though I am an ordained minister, but I'm saying let's let's just take common sense approaches to do the things that we can do. There are things that we cannot control, but there are things that we can control. So let's do that. OK. All right, the ACC report coming out from CBS Sports here in the last half hour saying that they, quote, absolutely, end quote, intend to play the 2020 college football season after league meetings on Monday. So that is the 
the first conference today in the Power Five that have come out and said, yeah, yeah, we we're, we plan on playing it. The SEC was kind of a we'll see how things go attitude a few days ago. Uh, the, the big stories today have been about the Big Ten. Dan Patrick on his nationally syndicated radio show this morning indicated that league presidents had voted 12 to 2 to effectively cancel the football season. And the Big Ten later said, whoa, 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 we, we, we didn't do that. But there are rumors hot and heavy that they may cancel as soon as tonight or tomorrow. If they do, they would be the first of the Power Fives to do so. We know that the presidents of the schools in the Pac-12 are going to meet tomorrow, and they may vote. And we may see the Pac-12 become a team or a conference, I should say, that, um, uh, that decides not to play. All of this kind of predicated on the MAC announcing over the weekend that they were suspending the season and looking to play in the spring. And then within the last 90 minutes, the Mountain West announcing that too. So now the group of five, the, the lower echelon Division One conferences are starting to pack it in. On top of that, you had James Madison and Old Dominion both announcing earlier today that not only were football seasons suspended, but fall sports were suspended. So they have joined... Uh, where Randolph-Macon and all the ODAC schools in Division Three are in just suspending the season's period. Again, the NCAA will allow you to do some things and some activities, obviously uh, within uh, CDC guidelines, within the guidelines of your local and your state health jurisdictions as well, the Virginia Department of Health in this case. Uh, for schools in uh, Virginia, so you, know, you, know, it, you can use the weight room, but you've got to socially distance. you got to have extra disinfectant and stuff. Every time you use something, you're going to have to wipe it down afterwards. It's just like a you and me going to a gym. Uh, it's, it's strictly right now um, policed as to where you can and where you can't exercise and how far away you are from others and how you are supposed to, you know, wipe down everything you use, both before you use it and after you use it. So it protects you from the person previously, and it protects not only you, but the next person coming up. So these are just things we're all going to have to do uh, for, for the foreseeable future so that the quicker we finally finish, uh, we can get this virus mitigated under control and then hopefully have a vaccine of some sort, then we can get back to you know, whatever normal is going to be, i put it that way. So you've seen Major League Baseball struggle. The St. Louis Cardinals haven't played in over a week because of positive cases. The Miami Marlins had a horrible start to the season, and it affected the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, and, and so there's a lot of questions still up in the air as to, you know, what type of a season is Major League Baseball going to have when it gets to the other side, if it gets to the other side. And remember, they're, they're not using kind of the bubble. They're trying to use individual bubbles, but we have already seen cases to where, you know, some Miami Marlins went in Atlanta for some uh, scrimmage games before the season even started, went out when they weren't supposed to. Hello, COVID. Um, still, I, I don't know. I haven't seen yet. They may be out there, but I have not seen yet the reason why the outbreak started among the St. Louis Cardinals. If somebody out there, you know, broke the bubble, I don't know. But then here's the NBA and the WNBA down in um, Florida playing and the NHL playing both in Edmonton and in Toronto. And, and it was so nice to sit down and watch a little hockey over the weekend. 
Ah, it was great. It's even better being a Montreal Canadian fan because we knocked out the Penguins as the 12th seed, and we get to go into the Stanley Cup playoffs, and nobody thought, including yours truly, that we'd have that opportunity. And now we get to play my brother's favorite team in the Philadelphia Flyers, who are the number one seed. So I'm looking for us to do it, you know, get another upset, do it again. Can't carry Price become a stone wall there in goal for the Canadians, who, by the way, haven't won the Stanley Cup in 27 years. After being the New York Yankees of the NHL for years and years, they are way overdue uh, for Stanley Cup. But they came out today with a statement saying in their latest batch of thousands of COVID-19 tests, how many positives? None. That is what happens when you correctly do a bubble. And I had to explain to my wife what the bubble was. She's like, well, what do you mean bubble? Well, how does that work? I'm like, it's simple. When you leave your family to go to the team, I said, you're not going to see your family again until you either win the title or your team's eliminated from the playoffs. And then the season's over, you'll break up and everybody will go back home. But you literally get into Toronto or Edmonton, whichever uh, city you're stationed in, you're going to travel to two places, your hotel or, or, or dorm or wherever you're sequestered outside the arena and the arena. You're not going to be able to go down the street to Starbucks. You're not going to be able to walk over to McDonald's. You are going to be in that hotel or in that arena, and that's the only two places you're going to be. You're going to be tested multiple times weekly. There's going to be constant checks on temperature. And if there's any hint of anyone, anyone doing something that possibly could bring on COVID, I'm sure they have strict quarantine situations and blocked off areas uh, immediately to begin using. And so far, the NBA, the WNBA, and the NHL have done a tremendous job in that arena. But they also play sports to where, you know, you can you can have uh, basketball teams play five or six games on the same court in a day. You, you just have to do a lot of extra disinfecting and whatnot when it comes to between games and halftime, et cetera, et cetera. And obviously, you can't have fans. Um, so... They've been able to do it, but they also have some inherent advantages to doing it. Um, NASCAR is still going, even though with limited fans and in some cases no fans. We don't know exactly yet when they come to Richmond next month how that situation is going to work. Will there be fans at Richmond Raceway? Um, I'm sure we'll be talking about that in the weeks to come leading up to uh, the middle of September. But kudos to uh, the, the, the two basketball leagues, the associations down in Florida and to the NHL so far up in Canada uh, for doing a, a fantastic job of getting things started the right way, not having to deal with any positive tests and being very good to their players about if they decide to opt out, even if they've been a part. And some, you know, you've noticed from time to time, some baseball players, another one today decided to opt out. Uh, they have to have that ability to do that because in the end, Staying safe and keeping your family healthy is more important than pitching a baseball or shooting a hockey puck or making a three-point shot. It's as simple as that. We'll come back, wrap up this edition of In the Red Zone right after this. There's more to come right after this short break. When you need printing, you usually need it yesterday. We Think in Ink can't work that quickly, but close. Let Chuck Stoudemire and the folks at We Think in Ink take your printing project and help make your message stand out. We Think in Ink offers quick turnaround and printing you'll be proud to use. Visit We Think in Ink in Ashland right next to the post office at 305 England Street. Let them suggest ideas for your business cards, letterhead, brochures, or business forms. We Think in Ink in Ashland. 
Does the news fill you to the brim with grim? Now more than ever, we need a place that inspires hope and lifts us up. Northside Baptist in Mechanicsville is that oasis of hope where regardless of the crisis of the day, we make the choice to rejoice. The music at Northside is exceptional, uplifting, and positive. Let us help lighten your load. Join us this Sunday at 1015. It'll do your heart a world of good. Northside Baptist located at 7600 Studley Road in Mechanicsville. Millions plan for retirement online. Estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, and manage your benefits all from the comfort of your home. And give yourself the freedom to do what you want offline. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. U.S. taxpayer expense. minutes left here on this edition of in the red zone want to take a moment to to do some um as we like to call house cleaning chores a big thank you first of all to our sponsors tonight our friends at massey wood and west and yeah the calendar's in august and yeah it's humid as all get out as it does in august in virginia Uh, but before you know it you're going to be flipping that switch from cool to heat uh, you know, 90 days from now is November 10th. And November 10th, generally, it's not 85. We're worried about maybe reaching at night down to 25. So this is a perfect time for you to make sure you get that heat pump checked out so it'll wrap up the summer for you as well as get the winter taken care of. 355-1721. And if you need a new one, Ream Quality Products from Massey Wood and West. MasseyWoodandWest.com and our friends at We Think in Ink right here on England Street in Ashland, just a, a mile or so from where uh, where we are right now on Ashcake Road. Chuck and all the gang there can handle your printing, your whatever you need, whether it's a business, a nonprofit organization, banner to let people know that you're open, or whatever the case. Uh, uh, get in touch with our friends at We Think in Ink online at wethinkinink.com. Also wanted to make sure you knew, last week we talked about some of the changes coming to schools and classifications in the Virginia High School League. Uh, Come the fall of 2021, there is an appeals process for that. Uh, at least scheduled to go from class five to four. So are Matoica, Verina, and Henrico. Uh, The deadline to request an appeal for this timeline for the alignment is next Wednesday, August 12th. The deadline to submit opposition to an appeal is August 19th. The appeal committee will meet again on September 2nd. They will hear the appeals and then make final recommendations to the executive committee who will accept appeals until September 9th. And then the final alignment plan will be voted on by the executive committee of the VHSL on September 23rd. And again, those um, changes we talked about last week take effect for 2021. They would not be in effect in this school year we will get tonight's edition of in the red zone on as a podcast later tonight so you can hear our conversation with coach aruza in case you missed it we also need to get last week's show on uh, with uh, our friend peyton st george and we'll do that too so uh, watch out on social media for that information rob with them saying thanks for being with us and have a good night In the Red Zone with Rob Witham is a production of WHAN Radio. Our producer is Calvin Cecil. Executive producer is William Roberts. In the Red Zone with Rob Witham is a copyright production of Fifth Estate Broadcasting, LLC. 
Any rebroadcast or reproduction in part or in whole without the express written consent of Fifth Estate Broadcasting LLC is strictly prohibited.